chest. Uh, this one is a cave dug in to our subterranean and searching like a swinging rock, hunting the under the ground, a past in layers. In this week's chest we will listen two recordings of two phone calls with my dad um, about his dad and the practice of dowsing which is a type of divination used to hunt for groundwater or buried metals, gemstones, oil 
radiation and grave sites, amongst other subterranean entities. This chest will also contain some music and two sound recordings of caves we know. Hey Eva, how on earth are you? I'm good. How are you? Great, great. I'm. Um, you won't believe who I'm about to meet. Who? Who? John. John. Ah, oh, great. Uh, do you have time now to chat? How is it? I do. Um, I'm kind of waiting. I'm. I got a. You know when you get those vague messages about where to meet? Mm. I got one of them. Oh. So, uh, so I'm at a. As, you know, uh, a strip uh, along a beach with cafes, but I'm not able to find John. No. So I'm going to wander de- up and down. De- I'm going to wander along it. Okay, nice. Uh, it, yeah. I, uh, I actually, I have this um, requ- request. Of course. Uh, which is, Go ahead. I'm, I'm making like this radio show tomorrow. Okay. The one that I usually make. And then I wanted to do something a bit about uh, water divining and dowsing. Oh, about MJ. And then and I, I was just MJ. wondering if you would be up for, like, chatting doing about... Doing an interview. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> what do you reckon? You <laughs> it doesn't know, have to be an interview. Just chat about it. You know how embarrassed I get. Yeah. Know how hard that is for me what you just requested okay, but I'll do then it would you do it yeah of course I will can I just start recording now
Or is it two? Yes. You want to do it right now? If if it feels good, I prefer getting surprised. Are you able to record this now? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, what do you reckon? Okay, so what should I call you back you later? To, what, well, it's okay to do this, but it's a bit of a noisy atmosphere. Yeah. Because there's a lot of wind here. Yeah. And um, But I'm really happy to talk about it, you know. Yeah. About water divining. Um and about MJ. So you what what aspect of it were you interested in? Like I I wanted to know a bit more about like his method in it, I think. Okay. Okay. Uh well I'll just tell you now. I mean, are, are yeah. you, have you got to hit the record button already so you're yeah. you'll be able to hold on to this. Yeah. Um okay, well the first method that he showed me was using haze, hazel rod. So hazel tree, when it branches, it branches quite evenly. So mm. evenly into two branches. So it makes a Y shape, you know, at the branches. Mm. And um, and it's very flexible. So uh, very springy. And uh, so because it because it branches evenly and it's flexible, then it makes this, you can hold on to this Y-shaped, the two, you know, the two, the two new branches and, and the old branch, you know, the oldest piece of the branch mm. is chopped off about maybe three inches or behind the junction, right? And then you use that point as your indicator to tell you where is the water. What so it's quite is, short, this like this central rod that you hold onto or branch. Uh, the central branch you don't hold, right? The central branch is an indicator. It tells you it moves up or down. And the reason it moves up or down is because your arms move. And uh, your arms move in an involuntary way. So what the way MJ used to hold the two <coughs> the two new branches, what so the whole thing is about maybe one foot long mm. or one and a half feet long. And uh, what, what you do is you hold it in a kind of uncomfortable way. So it's hard to say. Both of your thumbs are pointing downwards mm. and your arms are out in front of you. And you're holding on to this Y-shaped stick, right? Mm. You got me? Yeah. And then... Um, uh, it's very hard to describe on on audio, but you hold it, and as you walk along, as you walk a grid over the ground, looking for water, there's two things. There's, there's an automatic thing that happens, right? Which is that your hands rotate the centerpiece either up or down. Mm. So your intention. There's two parts of your brain, right? There's your intentional brain, which is trying to keep it level the y shape level right mm. and then there's the subconscious part of your brain uh, which is causing it to move up or down got me yeah so what martin used to do like he showed me how to do this we he used to take a field so he would go looking for a well for a farmer 
on, on the farmer's field. Now, it wasn't just a random field he would pick. He would pick a field that, in his opinion, geologically, probably has water in it. So maybe it's in a valley or there's mountains and streams around it. It feels like it should have water or running water in, under the ground. And, and that, that would be based on the shape of the land and the rocks in the land. So he didn't just do it from a pure uh, esoteric way, right? He did it using a, a certain amount of science, but also this, uh, this method, which would have been at, at the time considered to be witchcraft in Ireland, you know, mm. walking around with, this, with a stick and saying it jumped up there. So there's water under my feet now. Yeah. Uh, that, that was definitely in his time, it would have been just after the war, 19 or during the war, 1940s and, and early 50s in Ireland. Um, and there just wasn't, it was no work. So, um, but people did need to find water. So he used to do that for money. Yeah. Farmers would pay him cash to find him a well. And um, he became, he got a reputation for doing this. And uh, um, somebody heard about it and he got a job, the Department of Agriculture in Ireland gave him a job but they couldn't give him a job as a water diviner so they, they his job title was well drilling crew manager that's great yeah 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 of course because there you know it's catholic ireland that, that what he was doing was somehow considered to be non-scientific witchcraft you know uh mm. not endorsed by the church kind of thing so the government couldn't be seen to be paying him to be performing that kind of carry on mm. So, uh, so that's, yeah, that, that's, that was his, um, that was the general story of what he did. But and uh, he learned to do this. Actually, who, the person who taught him was, I think he was a, an English colonel or an English, he, uh, a senior English officer living in Sligo. Okay. Hey, if I'm going to have to call you back, do you mind? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'll I'll do that in one sec. Okay, okay. Bye bye bye.
Hello, hi Aoife. Hey Dad. How is How's it going? Good. I'm I'm um uh great. I've got I've got um I'm gonna to have to move from here in about twenty five minutes. This is definitely enough time. What do you reckon? Is it? Okay, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, do you want me to start at the beginning again? At the beginning again? Yeah. <laughs> or at least <laughs> No, I think I think we, we don't have to go uh back to any beginnings. Don't have to go back to the start. No, no. Well, no. It, it was an important uh, well for me it was an important part of the story, right? Because MJ yeah. Uh, during the war, that, and in Ireland they didn't call it the war, they called it the emergency. And the reason why they called it the emergency was the Irish didn't want to side with the English against the Germans. Yeah, right. So, so wait, so then why did they... Ah, uh, okay, okay, I see. They called it an emergency. Yeah, they. Oh, there's funny names for these kind of things there. Yeah, so I think that was... Um, that was that was definitely sort of propaganda use of language. But the Irish called it the emergency because they weren't. They decided to remain neutral in the war between mm. the Germans and English uh, because England was their enemy. You know, for for the republic. Yeah. England had had stolen the Irish land, so there was some tension there. Um, anyway, the weird thing for Martin was he. Um, He's trained as an engineer, a civil engineer, but there was no engineering works going on in Ireland because there was no money because mm. of the war, right? There was no resources, there was no money, and he had trained as a civil engineer. So uh, what he did do, though, was he had learned how to train dogs, uh, to uh, hunting dogs, you know, retrievers, pointers, and setters. So they, they, these kinds of dogs that help people when they're shooting. Mm. And he swapped a dog, a trained dog. He trained a dog for an English soldier, a retired English soldier, some colonel or something up in Sligo in the west of Ireland. And he trained his, I don't know if he trained his dog or gave him a trained dog, an Irish setter. Mm. And in return for that, that guy taught Martin how to douse for water. Um, using a hazel rod mm. and um, maybe also pendulum, but I'm not sure. I think it was just hazel rod. Um, okay. And then um, Martin became really interested in that because as an idea, uh, because a lot of farmers needed water, you know, needed access to clean water. And he, in particular, what he was, what the farmers were looking for was not just any kind of water. It, had to be running water that was clean mm. and uh, so what they were looking for was underground wells underground uh, river their, their perfect water find was a, a river running under their field um, um, which was running quickly and had hit an obstruction so it had high pressure uh, and okay, Martin yeah. and Martin went looking for that for that particular thing. Um, and he said often when he would find those wells, uh, because the water was hitting a, a constriction and there was high pressure behind it, 
when he drilled for down for the water, the water would bubble up to the ground. Whoa. It would just come unaided. Like, no, shooting would, up. Would, yeah, well, bubbling up, but it wouldn't be. But the point it is, pissing out. It was at it would be pissing out, <laughs> and it was coming out at high enough of a pressure. Okay. Uh, high enough of a pressure to fill a container or whatever, and people would just scoop the water out. Then they didn't need a pump. Yeah. Whoa. So, uh, so that was his perfect well, and mm. uh, it was to find one of them, and uh, he had a method for doing that, which was. Uh, using the hazel rod, which I was talking about yesterday, you know, the branch hazel rod, which is, um, amplif- was really used to amplify the rotation of your arm, of your wrists and your arm, wrists from your elbows. You got it? Yeah. You know that movement from your wrist to your elbow. So all that rod is doing really is amplifying. Wait, what is the, the movement? Subcont- what is the movement from the wrist to the elbow? Is it like a turning in? So, or what is it? In or out. Uh, okay. So if you hold on to if you hold on to your elbow, hold one of your elbows still, and uh, with one hand, and then you turn the wrist of your other hand. It's that rotation uh, yeah, okay. of the arm, and that's what happens when they're holding on to the rod. Both arms rotate in the same direction, up and down at the same time, causing the rod to flip up or flip down. And yeah. for some people, uh, so this. This particular um, signal, right? Because it was a subconscious movement. And this particular signal, um, for some people, when they're walking over a, 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 a an underground river, it would the rod would flip up. For others, it would flip down. Mm. So what you do is you kind of try to keep the rod level, and then unconscious your unconscious mind would cause it to go up or down mm. as you walked mm. and um and then what martin would do is he would take a grid system and walk you know strictly according to the grid on a field mm. and uh map out the river you know a set of dots along where the grid intersected over the river and uh, he would map out where the river was running in the field the other thing then he would do is he would walk along the river, right? Along those waypoints on the river. Mm. Um, and I think for him, when he walked up the river, the rod, the rod flipped upwards. You got me? When the water is coming towards him, the rod, his hazel rod would flip upwards. Yeah. And when he'd walk away with the river, it would flip downwards. So he had a uh, a switch where he's able to say, well, this river is definitely running down this way, which you could also tell from the landscape. Uh, often yeah, okay. you'd be able to tell, often, but not always, you'd be able to tell from the, the lie of the land. But um, then he would do something else. He, uh, as he walked down the river, he would look for... And and this is all mind, the mind connected to the water connected to his body, right? Yeah. He would look for um, the water running quickly, right? Because, of course, if the mm. water's running quickly, then it's constrained by rocks or whatever. Uh, and then how, how was he able to tell when it was the speed of the water? 
Well, somehow, I think at the point of constriction, he would get a very strong uh, reaction, up or down. Yeah, okay. And, he, and it was just at that point, so that was like a node for him mm. as, along that line. And it was an unusual, an unusually strong feeling at that point as he walked. The, as he walked, the, so he would mark that point in the ground. Mm. And a lot of this stuff, he learned some of it from this English uh, engineer, surveyor, senior guy, right? Yeah. But the, a lot of it he read in a book, which might might interest you. Yeah. Uh, by a Swiss, it's a French priest actually, Swiss French priest. A monk called Mermet, okay, Abbe Mermet, and and Mermet wrote a book on how to find how to douse. So dowsing is this process of looking for something using your unconscious mind, right? Yeah. And and uh, he wrote a book called Mermet's. I don't know if it was called Mermet's Pendulum, but if you look up uh, Mermet Pendulum Monk mm. on the internet, you'll find loads of loads of stuff on it okay and and um my dad worked for the government so he was reasonably well paid but he wasn't a wealthy man Mm. you know um um and he said to me and of course some people are able to use this to find gold Mm. and diamonds and i said well can you do that and he said i'm not sure that's not the best use of this Mm. is like a gift from god yeah. He thought he thought that it was wrong to use it for diamonds and gold. Oh, okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, because and go, and good in a, in a good way. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's very cool. The the yeah. because it's also so, isn't it isn't it something that not everybody has the same capacity to do in a way or yes. it's not just training. It's like. Something some of it is on. in some of it is is genetic or uh, accidental yeah. environmental maybe maybe environmental genetic thing um some people have it stronger than other people in fact he told me that in Kerry he once went to a because he was he got that job from the government mm. where they had him drill wells professionally. Oh, anyway, let me tell you. Finish the story oh, about yeah. Mermet. Yeah, so one yeah. of the one of the things one of the things that he learned from Mermet, one of the procedures he learned from Mermet, was when he found this this high pressure point of water, what he would do is he would mark it with a big wooden stake, mm. freshly cut wooden stake, uh, or an iron bar, or weirdly, a copper rod. Okay. Right. Any of those three things. A copper is not magnetic, but but any of these three stakes put into the ground above this point changed the the landscape of of the dowsing, right? Mm-hmm. And what what happened was it created a um, it created a circle around the stake, a circle of influence, right? And now, if he rewalked, you know, walked his grid again. He was able to find this circle around that point, which wasn't there before. Gummy. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 uh, that circle was pulled by this is pulled by the sun. Wait. Uh, as in, it's closest to being a circle, 
at noon. Ah, okay. But um, and it's pulled by the sun, so it's like a uh, an oval shape that's pulled towards the sun. Mm. So what he would do is he would mark out this oval shape, and there would be a long diameter and a short diameter, and he would measure both, average them together. And then you'd have the diameter of the circle. Okay, let's just call it a circle for now, right? Yeah. And the and the water. I'm trying to remember. I think the water was equal to that. The depth of the water was equal to the diameter of the circle. Whoa. Okay. Wait. So the stake goes in the ground, and then stake goes in the ground. The stake goes and in the ground, a cer- and then a circle it, appears. A circle appears but around it's not, it's not the stake. Around the stake. And this circle yeah. is different both depending on where the sun is but also depending on the depth of the water is that right the depth of the water these correct. are the two yeah. like they're the two things variables the sun, in a the way sun, the sun and the sun and the depth of the water okay and, and then to get the so depth what of he the would water, do is yeah okay he would measure that because it was closest to being a, a true circle at noon mm. right so he would measure it at noon ah yeah okay so he would do that part of his survey in the middle of the day. Mm. So he would stick the stake in at half 11. <laughs> That's crazy, but he, he would do that. Right? <laughs> Bash the thing in at half 11. A circle yeah. would appear, a kind of an oval shape on the ground. And it, it he would measure, he would plot it out a little bit. Mm. And then he would measure the short diameter and he'd measure the long diameter. Of course, the long diameter was pulled towards the south because he's in Ireland, Northern yeah. Hemisphere. Yeah. But um, he would just measure the long, the, 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 from the long uh, edge to the long edge. Yeah. And the sh- short edge to short edge, and add them together and average them. Ah, I see. And that, yeah. di- and that, di- that diameter would tell him how deep the water was. And he would okay. get that within six inches. Wow. Okay. Now, why that gets interesting is he would, he would, he was meticulous, you know, he would keep notes. So he, he would say to the drilling crew, so then the drilling crew would arrive to drill the well. Martin would have the, the point marked and he'd say, the water is 17 and a half feet down here, or mm-hmm. the water is 27 feet down here. And they'd start drilling, right? And if they went past the depth where he said the water was, like any significant amount, like one foot longer, right? Yeah. He would say to them, you've got to try again, guys. You've missed it. Okay, yeah. It's, it's, it's you're like a little over, bit to the left. Yeah, 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 okay. You're a little bit to the left, you're a little bit to the right. It's there, but you've definitely missed it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and he was often right. He was very, very frequently correct. Yeah. Like uh, almost always got the depth correct, and almost mm. always, no, not almost always, but like an unusual number of times he would get water bubbling up. Yeah, oh, it's really it's so really um, amazing stuff. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's really cool. Like he was good at it, mm. and um, he didn't do any drilling in the north of Ireland, but in the twenty-six counties in this republic, yeah, he drilled hundreds of wells mm. like this wasn't like a dozen he built hundreds yeah throughout the 26 counties so and he worked at that for quite a few years he did say that he thought that he caught that he got arthritis from doing this 
Ah, because his hands were so like bent inwards. He had arthritis. Yeah. Well, his he he got bad, bad arthritis, and he blamed the dowsing because it was involuntary movement. I, I'm not sure if that was true, but that's what he thought. It makes sense with how his hands looked. In a way, they were pretty mad looking. He had mad looking hands on him. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, so the other thing about so the other thing about Marmet and his dowsing thing, right, was that, um, and I'm sure you'll read about this, or you might be able to find this, is that when people are using a pendulum, what they do is they try to hold the string flat, right? They try and hold the string with their thumb down, right? They hold the string with the thumb, thumb down, facing down. Mm-hmm. And and they allow the pendulum to spin in a circle, right? Mm. And then they think about the thing they're looking for. And as they move the pendulum over that point, whether it's on a point on a person's body that needs to be massaged or a point on a map where a body is buried or... Uh, they're very, able to two find Two very it. different tasks, I would say. <laughs> very different tasks, Yeah. <laughs> One, but they're they're all mental projections. Is the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point is, the healer is looking at the surface of a person's body to find out what part below their skin that they need to be working on. Right. Mm. The the person looking for the dead body buried on a moor or in a bog mm. is doing it using a piece of paper and projecting their mind onto the piece of paper with the pendulum looking for that point to represent where the body is and buried in the bog, right? Yeah. But it's all just mental it's all mental projections. Yeah. And that's what I and that's why I think it doesn't matter that the that Martin's stake was made out of wood or iron or copper. It was just a it was just a mental aid for him. Once he did that, the circle yeah. appeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This makes a lot and of then sense. He was able, yeah, and then when that happened, it was just a, that's just a construction. Mm. The other thing he he also said to me was actually, you can do it with two bits of uh, flexible piping and just tie them together with a bit of string. Yeah, I remember you showing it to me using a coat hanger you'd bent out of shape when I was young. Do it with a coat hanger. He could do it with a coat hanger, and what some people do. Uh, other diviners, if they're dowsing for um, to find something, they'll use two pens, you know, a, a, like a big pen. Yeah. Uh, the bodies of the pen, they take the, 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 the center part out and they stick a coat hanger in, and bent coat hanger in, with the short end, bent, bent end stuck into the pen, yeah. right? Yeah. And then bent at 90 degrees. So it's like a gun, right? Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. holding onto this pen and, the, and the, the coat hanger will swing all around left, right. As you turn it left and right, it swings all the way around left, right. And they, they hold that in one hand and an identical one in the other hand. Yeah. And then wherever those two things point, they wander around the place looking for the thing, whatever thing they're looking for. Yeah, I, I have a memory of this object I and think then when you've they built cross one of these before i think i built one for you i did and then when you come to the point where you're looking for the thing they cross over yeah, into an x yeah, yeah. 
because you're there, you've arrived, right? Yeah. X marks the spot with the coat hangers. And <laughs> bizarre, but uh, yeah. that works That works for a lot of dowsers as well. Mm. So, And it's this rotation of the wrist, weirdly, it, it's a mental connection between the rotation of our wrists that allows people to find water. Mad, how mad is it? Yeah, I really screaming. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And anyway, that was uh, that. That's kind of Martin. I mean, that's my best summary. Yeah, this I is could a great, bang on a bit. This but, is a great yeah, summary. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, go on. Uh, I want to go back to one point you were asking about. Some people are more sensitive than others. My yeah. dad reckoned everybody, everybody just trained to do this. He didn't. Think, okay. He did think he ha- had a particular. He was more sensitive than most people. Yeah. To to this thing but he believed um almost anybody could or most people could be trained to do it right yeah right at least to do the basic the basic stuff he didn't think it was that special Mm. in in that sense right he thinks and thought most people could just find that thing inside themselves and oh you know become sensitive to it yeah um he he did tell me about a story once that he was in Kerry, dr- drilling a well, and um, he had found the the underground river. You know, he had drawn the line in the field, mm. and the villagers came along to him, and they brought a, I think it was an eight year old boy from the village with them, and um, they they he was very respected because he was from the government and he was helping them find water, and, mm. and they said, well. This, this lad here now, he's able to find water as well. He's very good at it. Mm. And Martin said, is that right? And he said, yeah, 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 yeah. He's very, very sensitive now. And when that kid walked over the line, he had what Martin described as pretty much a full epileptic fit when he walked over oh, the line. Oh, okay. His whole body started shaking. Oh. And if he walked past the line, he stopped shaking. Okay. <clears throat> highly sensitive to un- underground running water for some reason. Mm. I also um, re- I also remember this story that mum's dad told, or maybe it was you, I don't know, about a baby who was crying all the time. And then this, mm. they didn't know what was wrong with this child. And then there was mm. a water diviner had come to find water in the field anyway. And for some reason he came into the house for a cup of tea or something. And then, uh, mm. yeah, he's he the, he was chatting to the mum who was talking about this baby being really like unrested in a way, Unset- unsettled, unsettled, yeah. Unsettled, yeah. yeah. And uh, the water diviner noticed that this baby's like the place it was laying was right over this underground stream or river, and then he yeah. moved he moved his his crib and said, "I think this this child is." very sensitive or has sensitive. this kind of trait and then yeah. and then they just had to keep him away from this these underground water sources and then the baby underground was water. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Mom, who knows why that would be the case but yeah i would, would definitely believe that yeah um um but the, the thing martin was very uh he believe he did believe that it was possible to find things that weren't water right uh, using mm. that using that um trait or skill 
or it's a combination, I suppose, of the two. Right? But uh, he never he never explored the other side of it because I think he felt that really was some kind of witchcraft. Yeah, yeah, it was like crossing some line for him. Yeah, for him that was a lot. He felt it was okay to use it for water. Yeah. Um, um, but he was unsure about, you know, other, using it for other things. Of course, as soon as I heard about it, I thought, geez, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I go off and find diamonds and buy the land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Simple, right? Um, but of course, anyway, I, I never did that. He did teach me how to do it, though, which was amazing. He brought myself and, and my, my mate, uh, Joe Pasika, who lived with me, mm. uh, um, did Tony come with us as well? It may have been the three of us went one day with Martin and uh, we doused a field with yeah, him. Yeah, okay. The lads were amazing. My mates loved it. They just yeah, thought yeah. this was mad, totally crazy. Yeah. But I, I suppose I'd been shown it previously, so I didn't think it was that weird. But they thought Martin was some kind of uh, like a magic medicine man, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's that's anyway, the end of my story. This is this is great. I was also I I, I was wondering. I, I just have this memory of you sending me a video of Martin singing. Do you remember this? Oh yes. Would you yes. be able to yeah, send yeah, it yeah. again? I'd love to play it also, just like. Would you? Oh, be, yeah. Of course. If you, if yeah, you, yeah, if yeah. The you, rocks if you're of Bond. So so th- of course I am. That song is called "The Rocks of Bond." Yeah. And it, um. I think it's a song about the farmers in Ireland, in the west of Ireland, because uh, they're driven there by the British, you know, mm. um, uh, and they had their good land taken from them, and they were trying to farm rocks, basically. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, it's a song about their how difficult that was, or how, what a tough place it was. Um, but anyway, I'll yeah, we'll I'll dig that out and send you. Oh, it'd be great, Dad. Yeah. Hey, cool. Well, it's it's um, getting close to time when I have to. Mm. I'm going to have to go now if that's okay. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Oh, thanks um, a million uh, for this. I'll, yeah, not at all. Not at all. I'll send you that. Talk to you later. Okay. See ya. Love ya. Love ya. Bye. 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 And sitting by the fireside with your doujin in your gob. And sitting by the fireside from the bright daylight till dawn. I'm afraid we'll never be able to plow the rocks upon. For sure, maybe the Queen of England will give me a piece of land. Or put me in her regiment to fight in a fair of sand. Or put me in her regiment to fight from dawn till dark. For I'm afraid we'll never be able to plow the rocks of all.
Okay. This was chest for this week. What are you thinking, Ellen? Not much. No. No. Mm, just want to say thank you, Declan. Yeah. Declan. Big thank you, Declan. Yeah. For this. And thank you to my granddad for the singing some years ago. Have a good week, everybody. See you on Thursday.